John Lee Dumas presents EO Fire and FreePodcastCourse.com. Launch your podcast in 15 days and ignite. Fire Nation in the house. JLD here for a bonus, a special episode, our monthly income report. This specifically is EO Fire's March 2015 income report. It's been about 30 days since our last one, and we have a lot to share that we've been up to because it's been a busy month for sure. Let me kind of gloss over real quick just the income numbers, the expenses, and of course, the net profit. Then we're going to dive into some awesome content about the specifics that make up this number and so much more. So our gross income for March was $232,761. Our expenses are a cringe-worthy $103,267, which still keeps our net profit for March above six feet figures at $129,000. But for those of you that listened to last month, you know that's significantly less than our February record month of 433. So yes, our difference between March and February were $226,000 the wrong way, but we are not upset by this at all because we did a massive paradise push in the month of February, which was incredibly successful. And that's pretty much the reason for a majority of that difference. So still a very strong month for us in every way, shape and form for the month of March. And we have some cool things going on today. I I don't want to go any further without letting the lovely, the classy Kate Erickson and then the manly Josh Bowerly give a little hello. So what's up, guys? What's up, Fire Nation? What's going on, guys? Yo, yo. So Josh has some great stuff coming up for us in the area of taxes. But before we get into that, I'm going to just briefly give you a little inside peek about what we're chatting about after the tax tips. We had a Fire Nation Elite Annual Meetup. That's the mastermind for Entrepreneur on Fire. We had 22 incredible Fire Nation leaders in the house where we sat them down in a room, in a hot seat in downtown San Diego and really did some amazing things for every single person's business. We're going to describe exactly what we did, how we did it and some awesome things that came from it. We're going to talk about Social Media Marketing World 2015, which was amazing. I had a solo presentation. I'll get into that a little bit. Then we're going to talk about Podcast San Diego, Kate's first ever keynote, and it was the opening keynote. And let me tell you a little uh, opening the kimono here. She rocked it. Then we're going to talk a little bit about Icon 15, which is my first paid speaking engagement ever, where Infusionsoft gave me a nice little speaker's fee to come out and share some awesome podcasting knowledge with their audience in Phoenix, Arizona, which was really fun. Um, We're going to then do a detailed breakdown of the income and expenses, and then Kate has a lesson learned for us, which is all going to be fun. But before we get into all of our stuff, the EO Fire stuff, Let's talk about our CPA on fire, Mr. Josh Bowerly himself, where you can find him at cpaonfire.com. Fire Nation, make sure you have this part of your business squared away. It is a mandatory part. So Josh, come on, say what's up to Fire Nation and what you got for us today. 
Hey, what's going on, Fire Nation? So what I have going on for you today is that it's one week until the tax deadline. I almost feel like I can breathe again. I'm seeing a little bit of a light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> for the last few weeks, I've been up till, you know, 2, 3 a.m. cranking out all these tax returns. My, my wife and kids barely recognize my face at this point. And I think we've done almost 200 returns at this point, with most of them being entrepreneurs, obviously a large chunk being Fire Nation. Done. So it's been awesome. And believe it or not, I've actually loved every minute of it. Oh. I, I love working with entrepreneurs. I love turning their random pile of numbers into this beautiful, completed tax return. Uh, I love finding that last minute tax strategy that's going to save them a couple thousand dollars. And most of all, I love just getting to see the inner workings of so many successful businesses. So I got to say it's a pretty awesome gig, even though it may not seem like it from the outside. But what I don't love about my job is telling someone that they owe 10000 or 20000 more in taxes than they expected to owe. It's definitely no fun giving that news. I'm sure it's no fun when you're on the receiving end of that news. But you know what? It's, it's something that can be avoided. And the worst part about it is, especially this year, it seems like I'm hearing a lot of people say things like, you know, I, I wish I would have just stayed an employee. I feel like everything that I'm making is going to taxes. Oh. And John, I mean, you and I both know that there's way more tax benefits to being an entrepreneur. But even on top of that, there's just so many more benefits just to owning your own business as opposed to working in someone else's business, right? Yeah. And one thing I want to say here that there's so many hidden taxes when you're working for corporate America or when you have a salary job, you know, and it's kind of that out of sight, out of mind thing. We just get this paycheck with this number at the end. We're like, oh, I guess that's what I get paid. But you're not even seeing the taxes being pulled out. Exactly. I mean, a lot of employees are even getting a refund. So it doesn't feel like you're paying those taxes. But trust me, oh, trust you John, you're paying them. <laughs> All right. But we don't want those comments next year, right? No, no. So what we're going to do, I'm going to give you the four biggest mistakes I saw entrepreneurs make this tax season. All four of them are things that you can still, you still have plenty of time to correct them for 2015, make sure they don't happen and significantly reduce your tax bill. Sound like a Plan. Plan. All right. So mistake number one is not paying your quarterly taxes. And you alluded to this a little bit, but the reason employees don't feel like they're paying as much taxes is because they're having a little bit taken out every paycheck. Okay. They're not, the April 15th doesn't come and they owe $10,000. They just have $1,000 coming out each paycheck. So it doesn't feel like they're getting hit with a big chunk. As an entrepreneur, you have the option and really the requirement, if you're making a certain amount of money, to pay these taxes quarterly instead of just one lump sum come January, February, March, whenever you do your taxes. Okay, and if you can make those quarterly estimated payments, it's not going to be as big of a hit as when I tell you that you owe $20,000 on April 14th. Okay, John, you know how it is that that money that's in your account tends to go away, right? <laughs> if you pay those taxes when they're there, it's not going to be as big of a hit as opposed to owing $20,000 all at once when you don't have that money in your account. So for 2015, I want you to get set up on a quarterly tax schedule. The first one's coming up on April 15th. So make that happen. Mistake number two is I saw a lot of terrible record keeping this year. And I feel like this is a topic that we talk about on pretty much every income report, but it all comes down to proper bookkeeping. And it's just so important for entrepreneurs. And among the many, many benefits of a good bookkeeping system is that it's going to allow you to know where you are at throughout the year so you can plan and save for the exact amount of taxes that you're going to owe, right? If, if you don't know where your business is at, it's impossible to know how much you're going to owe in taxes. You know, I, I, I've seen some people who thought maybe they made $30,000, but made $100,000. It all comes down to keeping good records, all right? Know where you're at. That'll tell you how much you're going to owe. Mistake number three is being set up in the wrong business entity. 
And this one's just so huge that I, I'm going to keep it simple. If you're making at least $50,000 net income and you have not made an election to be taxed as an S corporation, you're throwing thousands of dollars away in taxes. Okay. So for 2015, make sure you're set up in that correct entity. Starting at around thirty-five dollars to $40,000, you've got to start considering that S corporation. And finally, mistake number four, waiting until tax season to talk with the CPA. If you're not making any contact with your CPA or a qualified tax preparer until tax time, you're just not going to get the deductions that you can get. Okay, Most tax savings come throughout the year. They don't come on April 13th when you turn in your taxes. Yeah, maybe there's one or two things we can do for you, but you need to be speaking to someone quarterly that can give you advice, that can get you set up throughout the year. Make sure you're not making any of these four mistakes. And if you do that, if you implement all four of these tips in 2015, I promise you, you'll be in so much better shape come next tax year. You're not going to tell me how much you, w- you regret becoming an entrepreneur. You're not going to tell me you wish you were an employee still. It's going to be awesome. So there's a lot of greatness here, but that last point I really want to focus on, and that's talking with your CPA. I mean, I'd have to say, Josh, besides Kate. You're probably the person I talk to most. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's just one of those things where, you know, we're checking in, it's quarterly taxes, so, uh, you know, we're adjusting numbers, we're looking at this, looking at that, making sure the bookkeeping is good. Obviously, we do these monthly reports. If you can have an accountant, Fire Nation, that you actually have a relationship with, that you can become a friend with, and that somebody you can reach out to and is there for you. Um, it's massive. And that's why every time I hear that somebody else from Fire Nation has locked in Josh as their accountant, it, it thrills me because I just know that they're getting, you know, not just a top quality accountant, but they're getting somebody that cares and is going to be there for them throughout the year, not just at tax time for that mad rush. So, you know, I just want to say, Josh, you know, thank you for always being there for Fire Nation and for Entrepreneur on Fire specifically. And, you know, I really hope before you have to just say, you know what? The doors are closing. I have my full chalk list of clients that I can have. I hope that you, Fire Nation, if you're listening, and this is something that you know you need now or in the near future, that you're, you're getting on that client list. So thank you, Josh. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited to work with Fire Nation in 2015. All right, buddy. We'll get that nose back to the grindstone. I'm giving you a peace <laughs> out from San Diego to wherever you are in that flyover state that you live in. So uh, <laughs> best of luck, my friends. April 15th couldn't come soon, soon enough, and we'll be talking soon. National champion Ohio State Buckeyes. See you guys later. <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Later. Oh, I love it. So Fire Nation, we're moving forward into our Fire Nation feature. And we love doing these. I mean, how can we not love sharing the stories of you, Fire Nation? There's so many amazing ones. And this month, we're actually featuring not only a Fire Nation faithful, but one of our very own team members, JM. JM's been with me as a virtual assistant for five years. She's pre-entrepreneur on fire. She was my VA when I was in real estate and she came with me into the launch of Entrepreneur on Fire, has been there every step of the way. She's an integral part of the team and she did something incredibly special recently and that's putting together an outreach program called the Children's Joy Foundation. It's a shelter for neglected, abandoned, and surrendered children. And on March 15th, she was an integral part of this outreach team all the way over in Manila, Philippines. 
I'm honored to say that the Entrepreneur on Fire donation was in very trustful arms when it went to JM and she took it to the Children's Joy Foundation. And I'm just so touched that it was able to help them buy school supplies, clothing, food, toiletries, sports equipment. And that to me was just powerful that not only can we donate money, but you know, we're also having somebody on our team that's awesome enough to be a massive part of this outreach program. So JM, I know you're listening. You always do. You are a rock star. Thanks for doing what you do with Fire Nation and in your own city of Manila. It's amazing. And Fire Nation, we have a great photo of JM in action on the show notes page at eofire.com slash 19. So check it out. And Kate, you want to add a couple couple words here? Yeah, slash income 19. Oh, so whoa. not just slash 19. Let's say eofire.com slash income 19. Good girl. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. JM, you, we tell you every day how much we love you and how grateful we are that you're a part of our team. Um, but when JM reached out to us, John, and told us about this foundation that she's co-founded and what she's doing in her own city to help underprivileged children, um, children who don't have school supplies, food, clothing. Um, it just feels so great to be a part of that and to be making a difference, especially in the hometown of one of our very own EO Fire teammates. So JM, huge shout out for everything you're doing, um, both for the Entrepreneur on Fire team and in your own community. I think it's really amazing. And you know, it's great to be a part of that. So thank you. Boom. JM, you're in our hearts. You're on the team. You're amazing. And we're moving on to what went down in March specifically. And the first thing we're going to talk about is the Fire Nation Elite Annual Meetup. Once a year, we do a big gathering of our membership mastermind. This year, 22 of our elite members were able to make it out to San Diego for our full day masterminds. And what we do in this, number one, we got an amazing place at a great downtown co-merge area. It's a co-working space called Comerge. We rented out a room. We had access to an amazing roof deck. And we put Fire Nation elites one by one by one on the hot seats. And during their hot seat, they got a five-minute description of their current business to kind of set the tone. And then their 30, 60, and 90-day goals that they prepared, the number one struggle that they're facing, their top monetization strategy currently, something that was working for them right now, and then a request for a connection. And we got some random requests, but let me tell you, the more random it seems, the more likely that we were able to make these connections. So super cool stuff was going on. And let me just tell you, the energy in the room was awesome from minute one all the way through to the end. It was a long day, 10 to 5. But it felt like every time someone else started, they were bringing the new energy, the new fire to their session. And so many breakthroughs happened. I mean, it was just like mind-blowing that we were seeing these transformations in front of our own eyes. And it was so cool to see that. And then we did a a great get together at a local pub down the road after called the commons. And from five to nine, um, we just had some apps, some drinks, played some games, had some fun. Kate and I, of course, invited the San Diego mafia, you know, the, the crew here in San Diego. And so we had our friends come over like Omar, Nicole, Mario, Jill and Josh Stanton were in town, Nick Unsworth. It was just a blast from minute one 
till the end. And we have a lot of details about this mastermind. Kate actually wrote a whole post about it, um, about masterminds in general. So definitely check that out. You can see that at eofire.com slash income 19. And again, it just blew us away to see the breakthroughs that were happening and the power of the mastermind and specifically the hot seats if you're doing it right. So check out our post because we have that broken down into how you can run a successful mastermind and a successful hot seat session. So Kate, let's uh, share a couple words from your perspective of the Fire Nation Elite Meetup. It was so awesome to be in a room with these people who we spend so much time with online, but that we just know as avatars. So when you get together and have the opportunity to meet people that you've started building relationships with online, whether that be in a mastermind, an online community, or even, you know, via email, whatever it may be, the opportunity to get together in person is so powerful. And I think we saw that, you know, very bright and shiny, shining through at our meetup. So that was really, really awesome to make those face-to-face connections. I will also say that I learned a ton from this year's <laughs> meetup because last year we probably had, what would you say, John, about 15 people come or yeah. 12 maybe? I'd say 12, 15. And last year we did just a super laid back meetup. We had people come over to our house for the meetup. We were hanging out downstairs on our patio. We had a magician stop by and we didn't really have that much of an agenda, I guess. Um, but this year we really wanted to get down to the nitty gritty. We wanted to put people on the hot seat. We really wanted people, we, we started to see the value of those hot seats from doing them in our own masterminds. And so we wanted people to be walking away with that insight and advice from the other members of the tribe. So in planning that, it was a ton different from last year. Last year, we just told people to show up and we ordered in lunch. This year, it was a matter of finding a space that would accommodate people. Um, it was a matter of you know getting hard and fast RSVPs from people to, so that we could make sure how many people were going to be there. You know, there's a lot more moving pieces this year. So I learned a lot from that personally as I guess the event organizer, you could say. Um, but it turned out really great. You know, we were all together in a room doing hot seats, improving our business, getting to know one another better, making those face-to-face connections. And, and that's, of course, what's really important. So big shout out to all of our elite members who came out. And we've already see- heard from a couple of our members that in the past two weeks since they were at the Fire Nation Elite Meetup, they've taken the advice and insights that they got on their hot seat And they've made huge strides in their business. In fact, two of our members have either launched their online program or uh, held their first live webinar, both with incredible success. So it's really, really exciting to see that follow up afterwards for any insights and advice you might get out of a mastermind to then have that ongoing accountability, people following up with you and saying, hey, this is you know what we talked about in the mastermind last week. How is that going? And to hear from people that they've been making these big strides in their business was just really, really cool to see powerful stuff all around. And Fire Nation, we're going to move into social media marketing world. 2015, this is my third 
trip to this conference. And by trip, I mean, I drove eight miles south again to get to social media marketing world. And it was the third annual social media marketing world. So I saw it grow from a thousand to 1500 to 2500 members this year. And it was just incredible to see how this has grown and, you know, how there's so many same faces, but how many new faces at the same time as the social media marketing world community is just expanding. And, they do it right. I mean, opening night is on the USS Midway, and that is the aircraft carrier parked in the San Diego Harbor, and we just have a blast on that thing. Kate and I actually got interviewed by Brandon Utley on the aircraft carrier. He brought out his little road mic, and it was a blast, and we had fun. Great episode. Thanks for that, Brandon. It was a cool experience. And I actually, even preceding that, got to go to the speaker's party because I gave a solo presentation, and getting to just hang out in a room with the 100 or so other speakers for two hours was really awesome before we kind of, you know, were exposed to the 2,500 attendees and in a great way because the attendees are just so awesome at this conference. And there's a lot of takeaways that both Kate and I walked away with for sure. You know, number one, the opening keynote was from the founder of the conference, Michael Stelzner, and he shared a lot of cool things. Uh, about the trends for social media coming up in 2015. He took a second to talk about podcasting, actually more than a second. It was one thing that he said he sees huge growth for in 2015. And I will say I was honored when he actually called my name out from stage and really singled out Entrepreneur on Fire and myself, so and the team as, as a whole, as somebody that was able to launch just a couple years ago from nothing and grow something pretty special. And again, this was in front of 2,500 people. And I was only one of like two or three people at most that he called out by name. So it was really cool to be in the audience and to kind of have everybody kind of turn and look at me when uh, he, he brought my name up on screen there. So that was a cool takeaway for me. Um, you know, there's another one where we had actual speaker spotlights with our good friend, Michael O'Neill from Solarpreneur Hour, where he actually brought the speakers in and actually did interviews with them. Um, one with Chris Brogan was a, was a blast and you can get those online still if you want to go and grab the virtual tickets. And there's a lot of fun ones there. And the big takeaway is be you, Fire Nation, like just be you, like stop, you know, trying to, to put on all these masks and all these different charades and just be you. And Chris Brogan, he's good at that. Um, my talk was about how to build a viable business around your podcasting community. That was a lot of fun. Um, you know, I talked people through the five zones, um, something that I've been working on in 2015, where you start in the ice zone, move into the thaw zone, then the cozy zone, the on fire zone, then you end in the trust zone. And I really detail out each one. And then of course, talk about the power of FVC. That's free, valuable, and consistent. And I really get into that. Uh, then Pat Flynn talked about masterminds for a while, which was a great talk. And that was a lot of fun. Then actually after his mastermind talk, he had me, Rick, Greg, Rick Mulready, Greg Hickman, Amy Schmidtnauer, and a few other people uh, where he featured us on his latest episode of SPI, which was a lot of fun. And if you want to see me pick up Pat Flynn and spin around in a circle, you can check that out. And Kate, why don't you jump in here and give a little deets about um, social media marketing world from your perspective, as well as you know your biggest takeaway from Michael Stelzner and Darren Rouse. 
Yeah, you hit a lot of really great points for social media marketing world. Like you said, the opening night party was really, really awesome. Um, it was really cool to be interviewed by Brandon. We were just standing in the middle of an aircraft carrier with probably a thousand people around us and Brandon just busts out his microphone and goes to work. It was really awesome. Um, I had the opportunity to hang out with and meet a lot of people that I've really been looking forward to meeting. So that was really great. And of course, we got to spend time with all the amazing people that you've already mentioned, John, um, Chris Brogan, Pat Flynn, Michael O'Neill, got to hang with Sue Zimmerman, the Instagal, um, got to meet some just really, really great people and spend great time. Um, one of the big takeaways that I took from Michael Stelzner's keynote was him talking about Facebook and it was trend number four on the top eight trends in social media. And he cited some pretty crazy statistics, including 93% of marketers are using Facebook. That blew me away. 93% is a huge percent. Um, and 51% say that Facebook is their most important social media channel. And then 62% say that they are going to be increasing their use of Facebook in 2015. So I just thought those, st- those stats were pretty standout. Um, those are some really big numbers for a single platform. So I thought it was pretty cool to hear that. And then Darren Rouse has been somebody that I've looked up to for a long time. I love his blog. I follow him religiously. And his talk was really, really powerful. Um, he really focused on this idea that what we're doing as content creators right now is we're trying to fight the noise online by creating more because we think that the more we can create, the more we'll be fighting against the noise that's already out there. And he really came at it with a great perspective that, and he kind of summed it up in one really powerful statement for me. He said, don't compete for the moment, compete for meaning. And in saying that, he was basically just kind of reiterating his point. If you're just creating more content to try to fight the noise, you're only adding to the noise because that content isn't going to be your best created content. That content isn't going to be most powerful and meaningful for your audience. What you're doing and simply creating more and more content to try to fight the noise is you're competing for the moment. You're competing for somebody to click on your post or your or open your email versus, you know, the 500 other options that they might have at that time. So I really loved how he summed it up. Don't compete for the moment. Compete for meaning. And that just really hit me hard because I know that I've been in the position for sure to think, oh my gosh, I have to create more in order to keep up with everybody else in order to fight the noise that's out there. But it's quite the opposite. I mean, you're really not doing yourself or your audience any favors by just continuing to create more if it's not actually meaningful content for your audience. Um, and John, your talk was really great. I loved being there, seeing this. This was my first time seeing you do this presentation. Well, this was the first time that you did that specific Ever. presentation, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was really cool to see you up there talking about a new topic, your five zones, and you just rocked the stage. You were really, really great, <laughs> of course. Um, and Pat Flynn's mastermind, it was really, um, 
insightful to be in Pat's session because we actually have the great honor of being in one of Pat Flynn's masterminds with him here in San Diego. So it was really cool to hear him talk about, you know, what a mastermind is, what a mastermind is not, the importance of them. This has been something, of course, on our mind a lot. And we talked about this already when we, you know, went into our Fire Nation Elite annual meetup. Um, just how powerful masterminds can be. So I'm really glad that Pat's presentation was fully focused on masterminds because there is a lot of people in the room and you know, social media marketing world, that's full of some smart people. I mean, people don't go there who, you know, don't really know what's going on. There are some very advanced and, you know, forward thinking people that go to this conference. And when Pat started talking about masterminds, and I think he even asked at one point in time, who knows what a mastermind is? There was a good number of people in the room who did not know what a mastermind was. So it was really cool to see his full presentation focused on this and how powerful it can be, because I really think that it hit a lot of nerves with people. Good nerves. Yeah, good nerves. <laughs> Positive nerves. <laughs> so speaking of nerves, speaking in front of an audience is nerve wracking. It's actually the number one phobia for many, many human beings, period. Even more of a phobia than death. So as we move into our next topic, which is Podcast San Diego, you're going to see how this segue was pretty incredible because we had our very own Caitlin Erickson open keynotes for Podcast San Diego, the first annual Podcast San Diego that's run and founded by the guys, Jared and Dan, who run Podcast Movement, the incredible podcasting conference in Fort Worth, Texas, this coming summer. So Kate had her opening keynotes. She practiced like a champ. She got up on stage before the conference even started to visualize the entire auditorium so it wasn't like a shock to her systems the first time she stepped up there and saw the room and needed a brain recognition. She did all these things to prep. You know, she was ready to go. But that's not going to stop the butterflies. That's not going to stop the shock of now seeing hundreds of faces upturned to you, waiting for you to hopefully deliver value, but maybe to flop. <laughs> and I can tell you, my friends of Fire Nation, Kate Erickson did not flop. She got up there. She delivered. She was vulnerable. She was nervous and she admitted so, which made it even better. And she really clicked into like her comfort zone and into that really cool gear at about the six minute mark of her talk. And it was just smooth sailing from that point. And I've heard nothing but positive things from people. She rocked the stage talking about how we are all capable of big things. And we are Fire Nation. So Kate, why don't you take it from here? Kind of maybe walk our listeners through your first real presentation from stage, not only first, but it was a keynote, an opening keynote, a lot of pressure there to start the show right. You have, well, you do have a good idea. I was going to say you have no idea. Some people who are listening <laughs> in Fire Nation might not have an idea of how incredibly intimidating and nerve wracking something like this can be. I mean, I'm sure there's many out there who are just thinking about what if you were on stage as an opening keynote speaker, what would that feel like? It feels, you know, very scary and it feels uncomfortable. But as we all know, the magic happens outside of our comfort zone. And that's really what drove me to 
to stretch myself to do this. And, you know, I received this email from Dan and Jared inviting me to speak at Podcast San Diego a while back. And even though I was incredibly nervous and even though it scared me a lot to say yes and to not only say yes, but actually make the ask for the opening keynote, that was a huge stretch goal for me. And let me tell you, it felt so, so amazing to do that. It was a huge accomplishment for me. I was very nervous, as John said, for the first five or six minutes. You could probably hear the trembling in my voice because I was scared of not remembering what I was going to talk about. I was scared that I was standing up in front of, what, what do you think, John, 100 plus people? I'd say 130, 140. All of that is very nerve wracking. You guys know this. Um, but I will say once I hit my stride, once I was up there and felt a little bit more comfortable, John, I, the piece of advice you gave me is so priceless to stand up on stage before the talk started to be up on that stage and really visualize what it was going to feel like to be up there. That helped so, so much. Um, and I owe an incredibly huge thanks to Sandy Donovan, who's actually the one who helped me craft this presentation. Um, I hired her as kind of my speaking coach for this talk, and she was just so incredible. She was there to help support me. She was there to help me craft the presentation, the slides that I did. So I could not have done this without her, hands down. She helped me create an outline that I could use to practice. And one thing that she told me to do before my talk, which was, you know, very awkward, but <laughs> I knew it was going to help me is she told me to re record myself doing my presentation, you know, beforehand as a way to practice it. And so if anybody is out there listening, you're getting ready for one of your first talks, or even for your next talk, and you're feeling a bit nervous about it. Um, I can't thank Sandy enough for pushing me to do that. I did end up standing in my room and I recorded myself doing my presentation. And you can imagine just listening right now, how awkward is that to just be looking into a computer, record yourself doing your presentation to nobody. Um, but I did it and it helped me so, so much because as I was able to watch back kind of some of the mannerisms or the bad habits that I was using, whether that be in my movement or in my, uh, you know, a vision, like how I'm looking towards a crowd or not towards a crowd audience. Um, so she just helped me in so many different ways. It was so, so uh, you know, touching and a great experience. And I was very grateful to be on stage amongst so many great podcasters and in front of such a, you know, big podcasting audience. Um, really great people. Um, Anthony Tran, who was a previous Fire Nation elite alum, April Perry, Omar and Nicole were up on stage. So it, it was just an incredible experience. I'm so grateful that I did it. And I'm really excited for my other talks now this year. There you go. I mean, it's kind of one of those things I like to really equate it to karaoke. You know, we've all got up there and said, oh my God, I'm so nervous to sing karaoke. And then, you know, once you sing that song and you may not be, you know, I know I'm a bad karaoke singer, so none of my songs come out great, but I want the mic in my hands right, right after that for the next song. Like, get out of my way. I want to sing again. And I can definitely see Kate uh, moving in that direction and uh, enjoying some incredible presentations from stage in the future. So Kate, Fire Nation, I'm speaking for all of us. We're proud of you. 
Keep a rocking, girl. Thank you. And how about you take the lead for Icon? I've been kind of starting the talks and taking all the, the goodies, the low-hanging fruit. And now we move, we're moving into Icon 15, which is another conference that I spoke at in Phoenix, Arizona. And why don't you kick it off? So Icon is the annual conference put on by Infusionsoft, which as many of our Fire Nation faithful know, is the client relationship management platform that we use in our business. It's basically how we run Entrepreneur on Fire. It's our email marketing system. It's how we set up campaigns. It's where our order forms come from. It's why we're able to have an affiliate program. All of our membership sites are run off Customer Hub, which is a direct, uh, I don't know, leg or arm of Infusionsoft. (laughs) Um, And so attending Icon was really huge because I was really excited to be at a conference that was fully focused on a platform. So typically you go to conferences like Social Media Marketing World, it's, you know, all about social media or New Media Expo, all about new media. Going to a conference that was focused on a specific platform was really, really cool because we got to see some huge name speakers on stage talk about how they are leveraging Infusionsoft in their business. So Tons of aha moments, a lot of really, really great information passed on to us. Uh, Sally Hogshead talked. It was great to see her on stage. That was my first time seeing her on stage. Had you seen her before, John? Yeah, she opened for Social Media Marketing World last year. Okay. Um, Well, it was really great to see her on stage. John Acuff, best presentation I've ever seen. I was so grateful that I was in that talk. He really, really moved me. Um, and just was had a really, really great stage presence. I mean, aside from all that, you really can't complain about the night that we had at Lucky Strike. <laughs> we were invited to a partner party, I guess you could call it, um, as Infusionsoft partners, affiliate partners, and they just put on such a cool party. It was out of bowling alley. So we got to get together with 500 other people, maybe 300 other people in just a really cool setting, had a really great time. Um, and yeah, there's just so many great things about Icon. John, your presentation, uh, th- I, that's probably one of the best presentations or talks I've ever seen you give. Um, and I've seen you give a lot of talks. And what was so special about it is that you were speaking in front of the biggest audience you've ever been up in front of before. There had to have been 800 people in that room. So that was really amazing to experience that with you, to see you up on stage and you just got in your flow. You talked again about the five zones, the presentation. Um, you know, you had a few tweaks to it uh, from Social Media Marketing World. Yeah, I changed it up to kind of make it more Infusionsoft specific, kind of like mm-hmm. Sally did with hers. Exactly. So that was really cool to see. Like John's presentation was a perfect example. He was talking about five zones of trust, but he really worked in how that relates to Infusionsoft and how we're using Infusionsoft in our business. Um, gosh, what can I say about conferences? It's so amazing to be together in a space like that with so many other people who are so pumped up about the same thing that you are. Um, it reminds me of a podcast movement. Just being around that many people who are passionate about podcasting is such a cool experience. Yeah, I have to just agree with that on every level because that's why we do what we do. So we can take the time to rub elbows with other people that are passionate about what we're passionate about, exchange ideas, kind of just share that inspiration that we're having. And Icon was great. I mean, it was definitely awesome that it was the first time that 
anybody's ever paid me to come a place and talk. So, you know, the $10,000 speaking fee was definitely a cherry on top and just knowing that they were so good at every way that they handled us from the moment that we arrived to the moment that we left. It was just a great experience. And in my opinion of Infusionsoft in general is definitely higher than it was when I went there. And it was pretty decent to begin with. So it was cool on every single level. And it was cool that we also got... Um, Sally Hogshead to give everybody um, from stage, she gave everybody at Infusionsoft a special code to take her Fascinate test. So we had our employees or our team, JM, Kate, Jess, Tipu, Lisa, all of them take this test. And so we went through and got to see what everybody is on a fascination level, what their archetype is. And that was really cool. And I actually, you know, it's, it's still available out there. You know, I think we share this special code on our, on the actual show notes page. If you want to check it out, Fire Nation, you can probably get this fascinate course for free still. I think it's actually till the end of the month. She's just looking to, to let people get, I think it's normally a 40 or $50 course. Um, and it was another cool, a uh, cool moment for me being in the audience, but then having Sally Hogg said, put me up on the actual big screen and say, Hey, is Johnny Dumas here? And I was like, Oh, that's me. She's like, Oh, I love you, John. She blew me a kiss. And she said, John is a victor. And she like went through what that archetype was. And she talked about being on Entrepreneur on Fire and how much she loved Entrepreneur on Fire. And there were 3,500 people at Infusionsoft. And this is from the big stage. So she really uh, did our brand some awesomeness there. And I appreciated that. Kate actually got to meet her in person. I didn't because I was running around so much doing like a million things um, and, and different interviews, et cetera. But it was really cool to see her just up on stage and present again and, and what she did. And all in all, I just have to say, man, I'm listening to what we did in the month of March. And I think I'm ready for a nap, Kate. Yeah, seriously. It's funny because when you mentioned how Sally mentioned you on stage, oh my gosh, how cool is it that we're going to these conferences and people are calling you out, mentioning Entrepreneur on Fire. Um, it's such an incredible and rewarding feeling to be recognized in that way. But it was kind of funny when Sally did that because then afterwards, immediately, there's just this line of people <laughs> right by John's seat because she had kind of called him out and asked him to stand up. So it was basically telling everybody in the talk where John was sitting at. <laughs> um, but that was really cool because you had a lot of Fire Nation faithful coming up and saying hi and giving yeah. you props. So that was cool. A lot of paradisers. Fire Nation Elite was in the house. Um, and then, of course, Fire Nation was everywhere, which was so cool to see. And as Kate did mention, it was awesome to be able to get up on a stage in front of 800 plus people. I mean, it was the biggest by far auditorium I ever spoke in, and there was just a lot of people in the house. So that was that was totally fun. And Kate, let's move into rescue time and and you know what we did to work wise. You know, we've been talking about a lot of play, but we actually did work as well. But as you'll see, um, Kate put in the same amount of time. I put in quite a bit less. Kate was at 207 hours for the month of February and March. So she was equal. She was really good, a good road warrior. I was 245 in February, which is pretty crazy considering that's only 28 days, but I was only 219 in March. So I kind of came back down to earth and, and that was pretty cool to see. But Fire Nation, if you're not tracking 
how much you're working and like what you're working on, um, there's no way to improve it. You know, what gets measured gets improved. That's a Peter Drucker quote. So think about that. And uh, we have a great image. I'm just going to call this out real quick. JM and Jess are two Filipino teammates. They got together, even though they're on different islands. It's basically like being in California and Maine distance-wise, but they still got together. Jess flew to see... Um, Jess flew to see JM in Manila. They hung out. JM took her around. They brought an Entrepreneur on Fire banner with them, and they have a, they're holding it up in front of this beautiful vista of a volcanic mountain and the ocean, and it's gorgeous. Definitely recommend checking out how RVAs are hanging out together, are having fun together, and are representing Entrepreneur on Fire together. Love it. So we're getting to the meat right now. This is March 2015's income breakdown. Our product and service income was $212,000 total. Some of the highlights were Paradise, which broke $100,000. We also had a webinar on fire, break $15,000. The Fire Path course, I can't believe you didn't even feature this, Kate, in the income report. Maybe next one, um, $6,490. This is a course that Kate created, put people through beta, and, you know, had $6,400 in sales in the first month. That's amazing. Um, sponsorship revenue was awesome at 75K. Fire Nation Elite Mastermind was a little over 12,000. Um, our affiliate income was 20,000, being led by Bluehost. We did, um, we had a great affiliate payout from Easy Webinar for 1,300. Audible was 1,500. That's the eofirebook.com. Uh, best year ever. That's the Michael Hyatt's promotion that we did at the end of 2014. We got paid for that at 5,000. We have $908 through Infusionsoft referral. I mean, we just really rocked it on a lot of levels in the affiliates and it brought our total gross income in March to $232,761. So pretty stoked on that. Our expenses, cringe-worthy. Um, we had a lot of expenses, let's be honest. We're running a business here. Uh, we had affiliate commissions of almost 12K. Uh, we had our merchant fees near $3,000. You know, when you make money, it takes money. Um, we also had business expenses of over $5,000. I got a lot of new dress clothes for my speaking engagements, etc. We had virtual assistant uh, fees that were high because we got a new website redesign. All this great stuff. Um, so and your new Mac. And my new Mac. I have a brand new Mac that I'm talking at right now, which is amazing. And Mac, I love you. And uh, so our total expenses were 103, but our net profit was still at 129,000. $494. I'm not, uh, don't cry for me, Argentina. You know, life is good and we're really happy with just how the business is continuing to roll forward. And Kate, we got a lesson learned in March. So why don't you take us home with this lesson learned and then we'll say goodbye to Fire Nation. 
Among many other lessons learned in March, a big one for me, and I feel like maybe for you as well, John, was staying afloat while traveling. Because as you heard, all the incredible things that we did in March came with a cost in terms of, well, not just monetarily. I mean, traveling costs money. Going to conferences costs money. You're paying to eat out. You're paying for a conference pass. You're paying for going out at night and doing meetups and stuff. So definitely monetary expense, but it's also a a physical, mental, and emotional expense that you're paying as well to be at these conferences and turned on to the point where, you know, you can be going out and meeting people and you can be going out and creating those relationships, communicating with everybody in our amazing communities. We met so many podcasters, paradisers, webinar on Fire Nation was in the house, Fire Nation Elite was in the house, and Fire Nation as a whole was just everywhere. And it's so, so incredible to meet people. Um, spend time with people and of course build new relationships. But you know, that is all it's taxing to be honest. Um, so staying afloat while you're traveling, doing conferences and such, I just really encourage you to one really ramp up your schedule before you leave. So John, you and I, I feel do a very good job of this. We make sure that while we're at a conference that we're not going to have to be doing any podcast publishing, (laughs) definitely no podcast recording. Um, so pretty much how we set ourselves up to stay afloat while we're traveling is that anything that's supposed to be published during the time that we're gone, newsletters, blog posts, podcast episodes, those are all taken care of and scheduled out before we leave. Because if you try to stack that stuff on yourself while you're at a conference, you're going to be missing out on building those relationships and spending time with people, which is where you should be focusing your efforts when you're at a conference. Um, and so then while you're at the conference, it's always good. I, I feel like we have the same kind of, uh, habits when we're at conferences, John, you and I, you know, we wake up an hour early to get into our inbox and make sure that, you know, we're staying on top of customer service requests or anything that needs to be handled in the business. Um, we take time out, you know, in the afternoon, maybe around lunchtime to do like some social media engagement. And then at night, it's always nice to kind of wrap things up, make sure that you've responded to any, you know, urgent requests or anything that are pending. So it just, it's tough. It's not easy to travel and go to conferences and you pay for it again, not only monetarily, but mentally and physically. It's exhausting to be at conferences totally worth it. 110% worth it. But with our all day Fire Nation Elite meetup, then social media marketing, then podcast San Diego, and then icon all within 10 days, John, literally back to back to back to back. Um, we came home and we're just ready to dive back into work, dive back into our regular routine, and of course, get some much needed rest. So Uh, Just something to consider when you're if you're getting ready to go to conferences this year, maybe start putting your schedule in place for how you're going to prepare to be gone um, and make sure that, you know, you can stay afloat in a healthy way while you're traveling. What she said, Fire Nation, I mean, conferences, while worth it, need to be structured in a way that you're not going to come back sunk. And and that's why we want to make sure that you're hearing about the awesomeness of conferences, but we're also showing you the other side, which is 
your business has to come first. Conferences need to be something that add to your business, not detract and kind of are a anchor in a way holding you back. So we've learned a lot in March. We've had a lot of wins. We had a couple definite failures, all of which we get into incredible detail in at eofire.com slash income 19. So Fire Nation, here's to you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being awesome. Kate and I bid you adieu. And until next time, keep on rocking. Bye, Fire Nation. Thank you so much for joining me today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head over to eofire.com for links and recaps of every show and so much more. Is it time to create and launch your podcast? 15 video tutorials with yours truly await at freepodcastcourse.com. See you there.